Welcome to the Making Meaningful Income podcast, where a job is not just a job, where we refuse to settle for mediocrity, and where you're just one thought away from creating an extraordinary life. Only you can decide what's possible, but you've got to be willing to do what it takes. Find out what your life could be with your host, Andrew Cipriano. All right, guys, welcome to episode 16. So I this is an impromptu episode for me. I was supposed to record tomorrow night, but I had a consult cancel and I have two hours now where I can record this podcast. And I had a really big revelation this morning that this podcast just has to be on. And I want to tell you the story while I'm still living in the transformation of what I realized. So we're going to talk about questioning everything today. And I'm going to start off with my story of this morning at the grocery store. So I've been getting up at 530 with my friends. And we've been going to the gym early. They all have jobs that start at a certain time. So it's just best for us to go at 5.30. We get there at 6. Uh, we finish at like 7.20, 7.30. And then we sometimes have time to go to Kroger after or whatever grocery store. May or may not know what Kroger is, but that's like the local grocery store that, I don't know, they're a chain. I'm sure they're called like Ralph's or whatever, everywhere else, but they're big. And we went to Kroger this morning and I had kind of a revelation. I was shopping for romaine hearts and a cucumber and some other things, but um, I grabbed the romaine hearts and cucumber. Normally I wouldn't grab the romaine hearts. I would get like iceberg lettuce because it's cheaper. And I would also grab, there's two options of cucumbers. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but there's an English cucumber, which is like the nice one you want in a salad. And then there's the other cucumber that's like, it's thicker and like fatter and it just doesn't taste as crunchy and good in a salad. And it's like half the cost of an English cucumber. So I grabbed the romaine hearts and I grabbed this cucumber. It's silly, right? But it was like $5 altogether for this stuff. And I turned around to my friend and I said, Mitch, look, I can buy the new, the nice cucumber because I'm no longer equating my value or my worth as a person with how many hours it took me to make it. And I said that so jokingly, but I really like, it just popped into my head like an hour after I said it. And I'm like, holy crap. So for you guys, just so you know, um, in life coaching, you can charge. I really want you to like, this is going to hopefully blow your mind or at least make you question what's possible. You can literally charge whatever the hell you want. You guys, like I'm saying that with love. And I really think that like with that said, I'm still believing that what I'm charging is worth the money and it's totally worth the value, but you can literally charge what you want. I know coaches who are charging $500 for 45 minutes. I know coaches who are charging nothing and they're doing it for free and they could still be giving the same technical perceived value per session. So like you can literally charge whatever you want. So right now in my life, the lowest that I charge per an hour of my time for a session, if it's not a free consult is a hundred dollars an hour. That's the lowest I'll go. And from there, I'm pretty much going to go up. I've even, I'm like going to start charging 150 because I'm capping out on clients and I feel that I can charge that because I'm providing that value. But I just want you to know before I was able to do this mentally, I was making, it was $15 an hour at the psych hospital and then $17 an hour when they had like a, they had to catch up with inflation and all the other hospitals because we were really one of the lower paying hospitals. So I was making $17 an hour. I was making like $120 a day. Before that, I was going in to be a bartender and I was making two, like, oh, actually I didn't have a salary at that job. I wasn't getting paid anything. It was totally just tips. So that was the bar job. And then before that I was a server and I was making I don't know, like a dollar fifty or $2, whatever the minimum they can pay is. And then I was making tips. And before that, like my first job I ever had, I was making $7 and 40 cents an hour as a childcare supervisor. I was making like $9. So I, it was seven forty when I started. Then I became a supervisor. It's making $9 an hour. That's nuts. What a huge jump. It's just amazing. Like I really, and the reason that I've made that jump in income is seriously guys, just because I've chosen to believe new things. I promise you it, this is available to anyone. And this is just the beginning for me. 
So I just wanted you to know that. So the stupid Romaine Hearts thing this morning was just such a big jump in perception to me. And I'm just, I'm really sitting in transformation over that belief this morning. And it's really something I'm just insanely grateful for. And also just really, really excited about. All right. So obviously I'm not telling you guys that to like brag or anything. I want you to know that I'm telling you because I want to be an example of what's totally possible and available for you all that are listening. Like we are here to make meaningful income and meaningful income is an income where you don't have to literally penny pinch and question everything that you're going to buy. All right. So we're going to talk about some common areas where people have beliefs that remain unquestioned that literally determine their entire futures and destinies. Like literally, it's, this, is, this is powerful. If you don't get ahead of your belief systems and what you believe and question them, then they're going to keep creating your results for the rest of your life and most likely for your kid's life and everybody's life around you. Like they're going to adopt your beliefs too. That's how beliefs form, right? From watching other people and assuming that they are facts when they're really not facts. So um, I want to ask you some questions. What is the story of your past? What do you tell yourself each day about who you are and what you're capable of? What do you tell yourself about how much money you can make? The type of person you are. Now, I want you to pay attention. A lot of us have stories where we're victims, right? We had all these horrible things happen to us, and we just don't have the opportunities that other people have had. Well, I choose to believe that everything in my life happened exactly as it was supposed to, to get me to this point. You could also just choose that you had a horrible life and your childhood kind of sucked and that was bad and you just are disempowered now and you can't move forward and you don't have the other opportunities that other people have. And if only you had more resources, then you'd be more successful. So question that guys, like really question the reasons you're telling yourself for not moving forward. Cause I'm telling you right now, if you actually take accountability for your beliefs and your thoughts and your actions, you're going to be able to have whatever you want in life, but not if you want to blame and victimize yourself pretty much. And a lot of us do this very unconsciously. It's not like you're directly saying I'm a victim. I can't do this. But like we do that. We just have a lot of story around it. Right. Well, you know, it, when I was younger, my parents got divorced and that just sucked. And if they would have stayed together, we would have had more money to pay for college. And then I could have gone to college. Like, no, 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 you can go to college right now. If you want to go to college, I promise you, you're going to figure it out. So please, please question the reasons that you are not where you want to be because they're entirely in your hands to change that. All right. So we're going to talk about some common areas where people have beliefs that are totally unquestioned. So I'm starting with money and I kind of already touched on it this, the start of this episode that I believed that I was worth a certain amount per hour and that I couldn't just make it up, like literally make it the fuck up. Please make up your fucking hourly charge rate for anything. And also to assume without questioning that money and time have anything to do with each other is totally not true. It doesn't have to be, but if you, you could make it true, right? So this is what happens with our beliefs. If I believe I'm only worth, let's say $20 an hour, I'm going to end up finding a job where I'm going to make just about that. It might be a little bit different because you might find a job that's like 22 or like 19, but I'm talking about like big shifts here. Like what if you just chose to believe that your time is worth a hundred dollars an hour? It totally could be. You still have to provide value. But you could be worth $100 an hour or $200 an hour or $500 for 45 minutes. There are coaches out there who charge $500 for 45 minutes or $80,000 for like a couple months of programs. Like it's completely insane that once you start questioning your beliefs, you can literally change everything. So question your beliefs about money, like really question them. All right. The next one is food. This is a huge one for people. So I have consults all the time where people say things. It's like a Freudian slip, right? Whenever they say thoughts that... They don't know that they believe, um, but someone told me that the other day that they just, they sincerely believe they have no control over the food they eat. Well, of course, when you believe that you're just not going to control yourself, there's no way when you believe that you can, you have no control, then you end up not having control and we can do a model on it, right? Just to do an example model. I think I have no control. It's a thought. It sounds like a fact, but it isn't. And when I think that I'm extremely disempowered, I feel out of control in my body. 
So then what happens when you feel out of control or disempowered? Well, you just eat food without actually paying attention or feeling like you're in control. And then what happens is your result is you are out of control of what you eat, or at least you feel that way. So it just, it puts evidence towards the thought. That's what's happening from the model at least. So like really question what you believe about food. Like I genuinely choose to believe now I have a hundred percent control over what I put in my body. I sincerely believe that. Does that mean I'm always perfect about my eating? No. But when I do mess up, I believe that it's something that I chose to do with my thoughts and my feelings. And I sincerely believe that. Um, but with that belief, I also, I don't mess up like nearly as much as I used to because I sincerely believe that I'm in control of my food. Like sometimes I'm just at a party on Friday night and I, I decide, you know what, in this moment, I'm just, I want it. I have an urge. I want like a brownie. I made cupcakes last week. I had one and I'm like, okay, that's fine. No big deal. It, I don't, I'm not going to choose to believe I'm out of control. I decided actively to have that cupcake. I wanted to from a thought and then I acted on it. I could have just as easily taken control of the thought if I really wanted to, but in that moment I didn't, but I'm not going to say I didn't have control because I choose to believe I did. And I know that I had control because I do, I do believe indeed that I have control. Um, also question your beliefs about like sugar and flour and everything. Like most people have unquestioned beliefs that you just eat three meals a day. What if you don't? What if you just eat two meals? Most people just believe that you go to a movie or you're watching TV and you should have snacks. Like what if you didn't believe that? What if you believed I'm just going to eat three meals a day? I'm going to know beforehand what I'm going to put in my body and I'm not going to make a big stink about it. That's totally okay. What if you believed that food actually wasn't entertainment? Like a lot of us, we totally don't believe that. And we, you might tell me you don't believe it, but if you're having a birthday party at your you know, you bring a cake out. Well, obviously that cake is part of the entertainment, right? So what if you had a birthday party without food involved? Just asking. I'm Italian. That like rings really badly, horribly in my heart that I just said that out loud because <laughs> I'm always going to have food at birthday parties and stuff, but it's not part of the, it doesn't have to be part of the entertainment. Like, yeah, as a get, as somebody who's hosting, always going to have food around. That's just a, a value that I want, but I don't need to have unhealthy foods. I also don't need to make it my entertainment for the party, right? I could have food sitting out like have a slice of pizza and not go crazy, not eat cake on top of it and like drink beer and pop or soda for everyone, not in Michigan. So like I could still have the food there and just not make it part of my entertainment, right? I could be entertained by whatever we're doing at the birthday party. Like this year I went to rollerblade. I went, rented out a whole roller rink and that was the entertainment. That was so fun. I typically before that would have made a whole big deal about the food and all this. And I didn't this year. My excitement came from the rollerblading, not from the cake that was served at the party even though there was a really good donut cake there. I'm not going to lie, but I chose to believe that the excitement and the entertainment for my birthday party would not be from the food. And guess what happened then? I had so much fun rollerblading. I wasn't obsessing about what I was eating. I had a small piece of that birthday cake, like a reasonable amount that I wasn't going to be shameful about. And I had a great time. And I would say like 90% of it was about just enjoying my friends and the blading. And then like 10% of it was just about like, okay, yeah, there's pizza here and there's a piece of cake. Awesome. But I didn't have to make it a huge thing. And I also believed that I had full control over the piece of cake that I did put in my body. So there was no drama or guilt or anything about it. Just because I choose to believe that it becomes my reality. All right. Another, another topic on here is your body. So this year as part of my life coaching certification. I chose to believe that I was hundred percent worthy exactly how I was. And literally I've, I've deliberately like committed to believing this. So what I do now is I look in the mirror and any nasty thoughts that come up, I literally confront them, say it out loud. And they go, holy crap, that wasn't very nice. Why would I say that about myself? I'm completely perfect how I am. And I like write these thoughts down and I find evidence against them. And I've deliberately chosen to believe my body's perfect how it is. And I want to offer to just because I believe that my body's perfect and worthy doesn't mean that I can't change it. It just means that when I do change it, it's not coming from a place of thinking I'm going to love myself at the other side. 
or thinking I'll be better at the other side. So like I'm right now, I'm on this food journaling thing where I'm literally writing down all the food I'm eating before I eat it. Um, just so that I have planned out the food I'm going to eat before I put it in my body. And I want to lose about 15 pounds. I know that at the other end of that 15 pounds, I'm going to be just as worthy and lovable as I am now. So it's coming from a completely different place and believing that when I'm skinny, I'll be more worthy, right? We believe, we do this all the time. We believe things that we just don't question, really. Like we believe that skinnier people are more attractive or worthy. Did you know that attractiveness is literally just comes from our thinking? Well, how is that possible? Because haven't you ever talked to someone? Let's do an example. Like you think this guy or this girl's like really freaking good looking, right? And you walk up to them and once they start talking, all the attraction goes away. Well, that couldn't be possible if they were just objectively attractive. No, no, no. Attraction comes from our thinking and that's totally a choice. Like some people choose to be really attracted to Jeffrey Dahmer because he murders people. And some people are totally choosing to be disgusted because of that. But it is a choice that we are making. Attraction's a choice. And that's a belief that we don't question, right? So why not just choose to really love ourselves and make ourselves really attractive? Also, when we believe that we're attractive, guess what happens? Well, to other people, we become way more attractive. I just want to throw that out there. All right. And then the final topic or area I want you to question today is value. So I want to tell you a story. I get coached. I have weekly coaching sessions and I, I've been having this issue lately where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like it, it is a value thing with a hundred dollars an hour. Like it is a newer thing for me. And I'm like just having issues. I want to make sure that I'm charging a value and I'm providing a, enough value. Right. So, um, I got coached this morning and I didn't even realize I had this whole story in my head. It's causing me a lot of anxiety that maybe I'm not worth the money. I'm charging all this value stuff. Cause you know, I am practicing new beliefs and it's hard sometimes to fully believe them. And I didn't even realize that during my whole drama about value, I had never even questioned to what value, like what is value? I didn't even try to define it to myself or how I could even measure it. So my coach is like, well, how do you know when you've provided enough value? And I'm like, I guess you're right. I really don't. I really don't like, I could say something in a coaching session to someone that maybe it doesn't resonate with them or it does. And then like a year later, that becomes the most important thing anybody ever said to them. Well, what value can you place on that? I could believe somebody, I could literally believe in someone's dreams before they fully believe it. And because I extend my belief to them, they believe in themselves. And 10 years down the line, they have their own business. They're making way more money than they could have ever made. And they believe in themselves. What value can you place on that? Like it was just so subjective. It was, it was a totally a case of unquestioned belief that was giving me so much negative results in my life. So what I did was after the coaching session, I literally just chose to believe that I'm a fantastic coach and fantastic coaches help people believe new things. And I know I can do that. And also I choose to believe that helping people believe new things is the most important thing ever that you could ever teach them. What value is that worth? Everything, everything. If you, somebody can teach you to believe in yourself, and genuinely change your thoughts and beliefs about yourself, you're going to take actions that are going to change everything for you. Your body, how much you're, you're charging or worth an hour, your job, your wife, your husband, your relationships, and every single relationship you have. Questioning your beliefs literally changes everything. Remember, our thoughts or beliefs create our feelings, our emotions, and our body, which drive our action, create our results. When you can change a thought or belief, you can change your results. That's the most powerful thing anybody can ever tell you. And guess what? You have complete control over what you choose to believe. Be delusional. I don't give a shit. Why not be delusional? Literally. Like imagine I'm on a consult with somebody, right? And I believe that they're going to get coaching. Why not believe that? Even if someone's like, well, it's unrealistic to believe that. I believe that every single person I talk to, I'm going to help throughout the day. Well, how do you know it's unrealistic? Why not believe that? 
what positive results come from me not believing that? I mean, really think about that. It's just so funny. I changed that belief about worthiness and value in my mind about what I was worth an hour and my anxiety completely disappeared. And I can tell you right now that anxiety was creating so many negative results in my life that I felt I had no control over. All I had to do was just be questioned about what I was thinking and believing and had the awareness to go, holy crap, this is totally an optional belief about value. Why don't I just change it right now to something that's not going to produce negative results? And now I'm living in that. It's just amazing what questioning your beliefs can do. All right. And then finally, I just want to say with worthiness, you're 100% worthy exactly how you are. This is something that Brooke Castillo teaches in the Life Coach School. And I really like adopting this belief because why not? Like, imagine if you believed you're 100% worthy, right? Exactly fucking perfectly how you are right now. Well, then why would you want to change? Well, because you still want to increase like, you know, your life and evolve as a person, right? You still want to have different experiences in your life. And maybe you want to own a business and make a million dollars a year. Why not? Maybe you want to go and find a husband or wife that you can live together. Like, of course, you're still allowed to have wants when you believe that you're worthy, but there's no, there's no disadvantage to believing you're worthy right now. And what happens when we don't believe that we're worthy is we end up doing a lot of things we don't want and creating more results we don't want. Believing you're worthy always leads to better results than believing you're not worthy, right? Think about it. When we're not worthy, well, of course we don't. We can't start the business. We're not worthy. We can't find that perfect husband or wife or somebody that we deserve, that we feel we deserve because we don't deserve anything. We stay in jobs that are too small, in relationships that are unhappy. Most likely we're creating the unhappiness, right? Because we're not worthy. And when we are not worthy, we act in ways that would prove our unworthiness by pushing people away and probably having a lot of negative emotion in relationships that's completely unnecessary. So why not just choose that you're 100% worthy exactly where you are? I sincerely believe that. My clients don't have to change at all to be worthy. And from that place of complete worthiness, well, that's where the change starts to happen, ironically. Because <laughs> remember, your beliefs create your results, not the other way around. All right, guys, this has been such a fantastic podcast. I'm like sweating with excitement. But the last thing I do want to add in here is your beliefs are going to be faltering sometimes. And I, wanna, I really want you to know that your beliefs faltering doesn't give you an excuse to not still believe them. <laughs> It, the hardest part is like really trying to believe before you have any evidence, but you have to do that. That's a big part of changing your life is believing that you can be something different or that something different could happen before it does. So I just want to offer that. The reason that I started this episode with, I believe hundred percent that I am worth this much amount money. And then halfway through, I'm like, oh, but I'm having belief issues is because that's exactly how it goes. Like you don't just wake up and go, oh, I believe I'm worth a hundred dollars now. And then you do it. Like you have to choose to believe that, move forward with, with that belief. Anyways, without having evidence, you're going to falter in the belief forever <laughs> until eventually um, you start to have evidence to back up the belief. And then it's much easier to believe when you have evidence to back up the belief. So right now I have 12 clients. Each one of them is paying at least $100 an hour. And that's easier for me to believe. But I will tell you that there was a point literally a couple of weeks ago where I had to make my first $100 offer. And I had to believe 100% that I was worth that before I had any evidence. So I just want you to know you can choose to believe whatever you want. But you having trouble believing it is no excuse and no reason not to keep believing it anyway. My twin brother, I love him to death. And the other day, he, I, you know, I do all this thought work and stuff. He doesn't like my coaching. He doesn't want any part of my coaching. I love him to death. I get it. I'm just too close. Proximity. Shouldn't coach friends or family kind of a deal, you know. Should never, like I was in car sales and they're like, you should never do deals with family. Like it just always goes bad. But my brother just wants nothing to hear of it. And he's having an issue with his job. And I'm like, you know... He, he makes jokes and he's like, what am I just going to have to believe that there's a million dollars in my bank account? I'm like, actually, yeah, that's exactly what you do. Like you actually have to believe that a million dollars is coming your way and that you're going to make that and it's coming to you. And from that place, again, you have the emotion that drives your action and then it creates a result. So yeah, like in essence, 
you have to change your thought and just believe that it's going to happen and then it will. And he hates when I say that. And I say that so absolutely seriously to my core that that is how it works. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Thank you, David. I love you. You're going to listen to this one day. I even doubt you will. So if you ever do, you know, I love you. And um, yeah, you guys have a fantastic day. Thanks for this.